something I found very, very interesting in your piece was the sense I got that as a McKinsey employee uh, retained by ICE, it seems like you were you know, pretty deeply integrated with the organization. You write that you were functionally the equivalent of full-time ICE employees, you and your team, and you even had ICE email addresses. And, and you know, the, the reason I bring this up um, is because that line in your piece immediately made me think of the exchange between uh, Binya Applebaum and Pete Buttigieg at the New York Times editorial board, right? You know, the one I'm talking about, you worked yeah. for a company that was fixing bread prices. Maybe me saying this is just sort of, you know, maybe this is a rhetorical question, but I mean, perhaps a way into this is given what you've said. I mean, what was your reaction when you saw Buttigieg kind of try to differentiate the work that McKinsey did from the firm itself? Yeah. I mean, it, it is really the case that when you're on a project, you are a full-time equivalent uh, for that client. And you're honestly working more than a typical person working for that company. Uh, they might be working nine to five and you're working like eight to seven and then doing more at the hotel. And yeah, you have your own email address. You are connected to their systems. And yeah, I, I think that like you are essentially on the hook for what those clients are doing or like the parts of it that you're working on. Um, another thing that was funny about Pete Buttigieg's arguments about McKinsey is like, he's like, my hands are tied. I signed an NDA. I can't name my clients. But I looked at my NDA, which is probably about the same as what he signed. And it doesn't say anything about naming clients. This is actually just a norm. Uh, within McKinsey that you don't name your clients, but it's not prohibited legally or by this contract that you sign. And nobody really called him out on that for it. And I didn't think about it at the time until later when I was looking at what I could say about it. And, and it, another interesting thing about this, like embedding in the client solely is like, you will make your slide decks in the format of the client and you will not mention McKinsey anywhere. And so if you are just getting like, information documents from a client from like ice or something based on like a freedom of information request like a foia request it might just look like ice presentations right uh but if you've worked at mckinsey or you're familiar with their work you'll know like oh that's the kind of waterfall slides they use and like all the font is the same size and like each sentence at the uh each title of the slide is a full sentence and so they're just trying to like cover their fingerprints um and try to be yeah, basically unseen, even if people access this information as is their right as citizens. This is an interesting apparent, I suppose, contradiction with McKinsey, because it is, as you've said, that, you know, it is the world's most prestigious consulting firm, but it has this kind of ethos of secrecy that it embraces vis-a-vis -vis its work. I mean, you write in, in your piece that it doesn't really boast about its work. And, um, you know, I, I think here of the, the case, uh, one of the lawsuits, I believe, against Purdue Pharma, where McKinsey was involved in some pretty gruesome work with this big pharmaceutical company. And yet I think its involvement only came out because of documents released through the lawsuit. Like there was nowhere else that you could look um, to see that this was the case. So I don't know. Do you have any comment on the, you know, the, the fact that this is a very prestigious consulting firm, but it's very secretive about its work? I mean, what's the story there? Yeah. So McKinsey early on in its history made a choice, which ended up being very wise for them to not claim credit or blame really for the work that they did. Uh, and so they would have this like super intense culture of secrecy, which all the consulting firms might have some amount of confidentiality baked into their culture. But McKinsey's is just to a greater extent than any other. And this means that like, yeah, maybe you can't publicly take credit for some success, but you can 
kind of have your cake and eat it too, because when you do a presentation to a prospective client, you can be like, we worked with this top three consumer bank and we increased their sales by such and such percent. And so you can still kind of like claim the credit for the victory. And then when things go badly, the company can't really say like, oh, it's because we hired McKinsey and they gave us these recommendations. And so perhaps the best example of McKinsey getting away with things that others did not 